Blog Talk Radio.
Welcome to Prayer International Radio. Our call-in number tonight is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for anything, um, please give us a call. You can always um, visit us in our chat room, which is blogtalkradio.com forward slash prayer international. You can visit us on our website, which is prayerinternational.org. Um Friday night, I am Sean Holmberg. We'll be joined um, possibly later by Paul Pintor and Christopher Herzog. So let's start it off with a word of prayer. Father, Lord, in all things, we lay everything down before you tonight. Asking that you would bless us, asking that you would touch us, asking that you would reach into the depths of our hearts and transform us into the image which you desire for us. Lord, that you would cause your name to be glorified and magnified in us and through us. That you would reveal to us your Son, Jesus Christ, tonight. For those who are listening by the archives, for those who are listening live, for us who are actually um, on the air doing the broadcast, your word declares in Ephesians, and we pray tonight that the eyes of our understanding would be flooded with light, that we would know that we would know what is the hope of our calling. That you would give us that spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. That you would show us what is the exceeding greatness of your power toward us who believe. As your word declares in Hebrews, those who come to you must believe that you are and must believe that your rewarder of those who diligently seek you. Father, as I sit here staring at a map of this world, Father, we ask, Lord, that your presence would cover the earth, that your voice would ring out from nation to nation, from town to town, city to city, from street to street, that the name of Jesus Christ would be glorified tonight. That you would perform miracles in people's lives. For those who need a financial breakthrough, that you would show yourself to be Jehovah Jireh, our provider. For those who need a healing somewhere in their body, we know that your word declares that you are Jehovah Rophe. the Lord my health. For those who need peace, your Jehovah Shalom, the Lord my peace. For those who need the realization of the righteousness we have in Christ Jesus, your Jehovah Tiskinu, the Lord my righteousness. Your Jehovah Rohi, the Lord my shepherd. Jehovah Mekadesh, the Lord my sanctifier. Your El Shaddai, the all-sufficient one. 
You are Jehovah Nissi, the Lord, our banner. Elion, God Most High, Elohim, the Sovereign, Mighty Creator, or just Jehovah, the Unchangeable, Intimate God, El Shaddai, the All-Sufficient One. I like that other one, the Unchangeable, Intimate God. I remember listening to a song by Misty Edwards. And Missy likes to refer to God as the uncreated one. It seems um, that in general, our concepts that we have of God are at times quite limited, whether it's through our experiences, whether it's through what we've been told. Whatever it is, um, we always end up picturing God in however we picture him is usually nowhere close to what he's really like. It says in Isaiah forty twenty eight, or actually I'll start at verse. 25. You know what? Forget that. Let me back up here. Because tonight, um, you know, before I say this, um, I was talking to Chris tonight, and we were talking about men of God and um, ministry in general. And Chris had mentioned um, a man of God that he deeply respects. As far as who it is, it doesn't really matter. Um, it's irrelevant. Um, but what Chris said was about so this was relevant is in the fact that too often at times we live, we end up living in the past. We live on the messages from the past. We live on the revelations from the past. We live on the past victories, the past failures, and we shape our futures based on what happened yesterday. But he's not just the God who was. He's the God who is. He's not just the God who is. He's the God who will be ever-present help and in time of need. Tonight, I want us to... um, Stop looking at God in our lives based on what happened yesterday and to stop planning our lives based on what happened yesterday and to start planning our lives, thinking of our lives based on who he is now and based on the visions that he gives us. You know, what Chris said is um, we at times preach messages um, and sometimes people will get in the habit of preaching messages from 20 years ago, um, a time when there was a great anointing or whatever going on, and they get caught up in that. 
because it worked at one time. And um, But we need new revelation. We need new vision. We need new perspective. We need um, new ideas, new thoughts, new plans, new visions for a new age, um, for new generations, for um, new battles, new conquest, new victories. The Bible says that I has not seen nor ear heard nor is entered into the heart of man the thing that God has prepared for those that love him. It says in Corinthians, um, well, that's what it says in Corinthians. Um, it also says that he is he can do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think. Um, like Paul just put in the chat room, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. Our life should reside in a current relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Always being mindful, always being um, sensitive to hear his voice in the current season that you're in, because the seasons in your life will change. Sometimes you're in victories, and sometimes you're, I mean, sometimes you're up on the mountain, and sometimes you're in the valley. And you have to learn either way to make him a praise in your life, to praise him for um, the triumphs, to seek him not only when you need something, to learn to seek his face and to run after the Father, not only when there's an obstacle, not only when there's a sickness or there's a demon to battle or whatever it is, but also learn to praise him when everything's going good, when everything is normal, when there's nothing going on, when there's nothing spectacular at all, to still reach up and praise him, to still cry out to the Father and to draw near to him at every minute, um, of every second of every day, to let your breath, every breath that comes out of your mouth be a praise to the Lord, to let every action, every thought, every move be a conscious decision to praise the Lord with everything we have, to become a praise to him, to become a vessel that can glorify the Father, and not, not so we can glorify ourselves, but that we can glorify the name of Jesus Christ. Because him, he alone is the only one who's worthy of any type of glory, honor, and praise. Our call-in number tonight, <clears throat> 619-638-8458. If you need prayer at any point um, in the next two hours, give us a call. Oh, 
This is Prayer International Radio. Hence the silence. I'm just listening and um, waiting. You know, it says in... um, I'm going to turn to this uh, scripture real fast. And this may not be um, the normal broadcast we normally have, so I'm just going to um, go with it. Um, Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1 says, I will stand my watch and set myself on a rampart and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets, that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak, it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. The Lord is faithful to fulfill the words which He's spoken over your life. You know, Chris could tell you, Paul could tell you, um, none of us, not a single person, is worthy or deserves the unmerited favor of God, the grace and the mercy that has been poured out into our lives by the Father. It's all through His grace and mercy. It's all because of Him. It's all for His glory and not for ours. The Lord is, um, I'm thoroughly convinced after however many years I've been in um, ministry, that the Lord is far more faithful than we could ever imagine. The scripture says he will complete that which he started in you until the day of Christ. You know, um, I spoke on Abraham a couple weeks ago. And, you know, we can learn a lot from going back through the scriptures and seeing the lives of um, those who went before us. Those... um, whom God showed himself to and revealed himself to, sometimes miraculously. And we learn that God is faithful, no matter um, what you're going through, no matter what you've been through, no matter what obstacle you're facing, whether it's a relationship, whether it's some bill you can't pay, whether it's some sickness that you don't think you can overcome. The Bible says, not by power, not by might nor by power, but my my spirit, says the Lord. Not by might, nor by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. Not by might, nor by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. It's time to stop fighting your own battles. And it's time to start laying the battles before the Lord. 
it's time to let him be God in your life. I know it sounds funny to say let him be God when we can't stop him being, from being God. But what I mean is time to let him do what his word said his, what he will do. It's time for some of us to take our hands off of our situation, stop worrying, stop stressing, and just let the Lord take control over your life. Trust him with whatever it is that's going on. Go into the scripture, search, and see what the word says about your situation. What the father, Find out what the Father is wanting to speak to you about your situation. And sit back and watch his hands move in your life. Or call in number 619-638-8458.
the heartland of America, as we allow him to lift up Cameroon, Africa in prayer, here's Papa Moses. Father, 
as I commit this hour into the hands of the Holy Spirit, who is the preacher? Therefore, let no man hear my voice as I hide behind the cross of Calvary. Let me, O Heavenly Father, be a pikiazud, which means let me be covered with the cloud of the Holy Spirit now. And let my tongue, O Heavenly Father, be anointed that whatever I will speak will be a revelation to any hearer. Because the Bible declares, it says, let my words be sweet to the ears of the hearer. Because the word of God, O Lord, is sweet. The word of God is spirit. Therefore, I declare that every open heart, let that heart receive any revelation that will come from my mouth this day. I demand this, and I pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to briefly share with you before I pray that there are hindrances that cause prayers not to be answered. Because the Bible declares it categorically, it said, if God does not answer the prayers of the wicked, because the Bible declares that the prayers of the wicked are abomination. Now, the word wicked here simply means the prayers of the sinner. It does not necessarily mean that you must go to the war front or you must be an Al-Qaeda member to kill. It simply means that anyone who is still living in the flesh, manifesting the works of the flesh, his prayers, her prayers, will be regarded as prayers of the wicked. Because if you have, if you have the flesh working in you, manifesting in you, whatever you do will be of the soul. But God is wanting that whatever you do must be of your spirit man. Hallelujah. Because it is with your spirit man that you get communication from and to God. Therefore, this hour, I want to speak about the hindrances of prayer. You see, the Bible says there is a way that seems right unto man, but the end thereof is what? Death. Now, when you look at yourself, you are speaking in tongues. You are still vibrating, thinking that you are right with God. But when you examine your, your, your life in the mirror of the world, you will see that you have a but. There are believers who are still having but in their lives. Now, the word but simply means a bridge that disconnects. While the word and means a bridge that connects. That's why the Bible says in, 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 in Proverbs 29, 2, it says when the righteous are on the throne, the people rejoice. When the righteous are on the throne, the people prosper. When the righteous are on the throne, the people can, can live freely. They will have nothing to do with stress. Neither will they have something to do with lack. The nation will be prosperous. The fields will harvest. The harvest will be plenteous. Why? Because the God of heaven will be a God to that nation. And the word nation does not mean trees, animals, and houses. No, the word nation refers to human beings. That's why it says, they say, my people, in 7 Chronicles 7, 14, they said, my people, King James calls it, which are called by my name. But good English, let's put it, my people who are called by my name. He said, when they shall repent from their sinful ways 
and pray unto me. I, Jehovah God, who seated in heaven, we hear their cry, we hear their prayer, and we hear their land. It is until you have repented, and then your garment of righteousness is white as snow. Therefore, when you call upon the God of righteousness, he will answer. He will answer you. The Bible declares itself, only the prayers of the righteous are answerable in the presence of the Lord. And that's why every believer is expected to have what we call a garment of righteousness. Now, a garment of righteousness is, is, is a garment, it's a, a shirt or a gown you wear. And in that gown or on that gown, let no spot be there. Now, what is a spot? A spot in a white garment is easily seen both by spiritual and physical eyes. If you wear a garment, you wear a shirt that is white, and then ink drops there, or some cooking oil drops there, or a stain drops there. When somebody is from afar, he will not see the whiteness of that garment or that shirt. He will only be seeing that spot which is there, very, very distinct. And that's what the Bible means by let your garment have no spot. Now, what is a spot on a garment? A spot on a garment simply means the works of the flesh. It means sin nature in you. And what are works of the flesh? You go into Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 to 21, you see them, they're 15. In King James, they are 15. Adoption and fornication. There are still believers who are doing adoption and fornication. They are dating. And then you go to church and you are speaking in tongues. Foolish nonsense. There are believers who don't even know what is tithing. Neither do they even know what is giving. Because they are covetous. And you want God to answer your prayer. And there are some believers who are first class gossipers. They, 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 they are there to criticize. They are there to kill. A man, a man was saying, he said, the church of Jesus Christ, does not gather to lift you up, but it gathers to destroy you. Why? Because inside the church, the spirit of gossip, the spirit of murder through the words, through our own words, is very present in the church. Now, how do you expect that church to perform signs and wonders? It cannot. Why? Because sin nature is in their garment. Their mouth declares nothing but negativity. I want to let you know that whoever has Jesus in his life has life. And whoever has Satan still manifesting in his life has death. Jesus is for love and Satan is for hate. L-O-V-E-S, Jesus loves, present tense. H-A-T-E-S, Satan hates, present tense. They are all four four words. Five, five words, sorry. And Jesus is five letters. Satan is five letters. But Jesus stands for life eternity, as I told you yesterday. But Satan stands for what? For condemnation. For Satan simply means a son or someone who is living in sin. S stands for sin. A stands for agony. The word agony means pain. T stands for troubles, trials, temptations. That's the work of Satan. And A stands for what? For annoyance. 
The first A was for pain, for agony. The, the next A is for annoyance. That's why every believer, sorry, every unbeliever is highly, is highly possessed by the spirit of anger, annoyance, anger. But you as a believer, you are supposed to be dead, as Paul said in, 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 in Galatians chapter 2.20. Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. A crucified man has no reason to be angry. And you can never be angry. And then N stands for negativity. So you see unbelievers, they will tell you I'm coming. Oh, brother, please, I will be with you tomorrow. Or I will call you tomorrow. He will not call. He will not even be with you. That is the lifestyle of the unbelievers who still worship and adore Satan. But you are expected to be a man. When you say yes, your yes is yes. No, that no is no. That's what God says. He said, let your yea be yea. Let your no be no. I want, to, I want to, to share with you that there are believers in the church of Jesus Christ, tongue speaking, they are carrying but in their lives. But, B-U-T. And whenever you have a but in your life, your spiritual life will never, never grow. Why? Because you have a but in your life. And the enemy is using that bird to persecute you in the court of the Lord in heaven. The Bible calls him the accuser of brethren. He will not accuse you if you don't have a bird. Oh, brother, please, oh, he's a, he's a very good man. He's, oh, he's a very prayerful man. Oh, he's a very loving man. But he's very stingy. Your righteousness is cancelled. Oh, Papa Taku is an evangelist indeed. Signs and wonders are following him, but he's not a tither. But he's a quarrelsome man. But he is this. So anytime you see a believer with a but, know that he has cancelled his righteousness. Because but cancels the bridge connecting you to heaven. May you, anyone hearing my voice, examine your life in the mirror of the world. And see which fruit of the spirit or which family lineage. Because here in America, people don't know anything about deliverance. Neither do you even know anything about family lineage. Because there are some curses that you cannot destroy them by your own prayers. You must go through deliverance. That's why the Bible says in, in, in John chapter, sorry, in Luke chapter 4, Jesus was talking. If you open Luke, you see Luke chapter 4, verses 18. Jesus was telling the disciples. He said, the anointing is upon me to preach the gospel, to heal the sick, and to deliver the captives. So deliverance ministry is not only put to you now. It has been done by the master. By the master. But if you have a dot in your garment, you will not try. Because if you try, the enemy will deal with you. Why? Because your garment is not clean. You have a butt in your life. Let each and everyone examine. I'm here in my son's house. He sent, he said, Papa, come and visit where I am. It's a son indeed. Sometimes he sees every if he has, he doesn't have. He will call me. That is to show honor to your spiritual father. He called me and said, Daddy, how are you doing? Papa, how are you doing? I said, I'm doing very well. Because the Lord handed him to me. For me to be a Paul to him, and him to be a Timothy indeed. Amen. That is what you are expected to be. Today I was praying with one sister. I don't need to call her name. 
I pray the prayer that you will have to realize the impact of that prayer soon. Because, Lord, the Bible says in Isaiah, Isaiah 44, 26, they say, I honor the words of my messenger. I'm God's messenger. In the gospel, he says, he says, he who cometh in the name of the Lord is blessed. So the blessings I carry, I come and drop them in my son's house. And when I leave, the Holy Ghost will start manifesting. So let this prayer line or let this radio see the, the hand of the Lord. As people come upon the line, let them be healed. Let them be delivered. I put this into the hands and I put this birth into the hands of Christ, who is a visionary. And as a visionary, you are the one whom the Lord is looking unto for you to have the victory for this radio. Because if this radio goes wider, the Lord will say, Thou good and faithful servant. Because if you... Is Sean? Sean is the, Sean is the one hosting the show tonight. Chris, uh, okay. Chris is uh, he's out doing evangelism with the family tonight. Okay. Uh, and Brother Sean, your name has just given to me. You know, I don't know most all of you. So it is you people whom the Lord has given this vision that you have to put it rightly using what? VIP. Bringing the vision to the table. To the table. What is, what is your vision for this radio program? That the Lord has given you. Oh, okay, I can see Sean now. Sean Humberg, I can see you now. Hallelujah. And what is your integrity? And what is your prayer life? VIP. For the vision to be victorious. With this short exhortation, I ask each and every one. My son Paul, Sean, Chris, let all of you exercise the fruit of the Spirit. Because when you have the fruit of the Spirit, the devil will never, never accuse you in the presence of the Lord. But when you are still manifesting the works of the flesh, the devil will accuse you whenever your fire is brought in the presence of the chief judge, chief justice. And the chief justice is Jehovah El Shaddai. And we have a, 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 an advocate. And the advocate is no other person but Jesus. Amen. I want to thank you, my brethren. I will be coming back perhaps to Dallas on Monday. So I will reach there at my call, Chris, to see where I am. But if I'm not coming to Dallas, I will go straight to Houston. May the Lord bless you as I preach, as I pray now. There is nothing the Lord cannot do for you. There is no problem the Lord cannot solve. There is nothing the Spirit of God cannot do for you. There is nothing the Lord cannot do. There is no problem, there is no lack, there is no sickness, the Lord cannot heal. There is nothing the Spirit of God cannot do for you. There is nothing 
The Lord cannot do. Hallelujah. There is nothing. The Lord cannot do. For your life, there is nothing. The Lord cannot do for you. There is nothing. The Spirit of God cannot do. There is nothing. The Lord cannot do. My brothers and sisters, there are a lot of people outside there that you know. Some have marital problems, some have cancer, some have diabetes, some have all types of sicknesses that the hospital cannot heal. But you know a doctor above all doctors who can heal through his anointed servant. I am therefore asking you to release the power of God through they that are requesting, are crying, are crying every day. They say, Lord, when shall you meet me at the point of my need? The Lord does not come to meet people independently now. He comes through his servant. That's why he said in his word, he said, the Lord cannot do anything except he first informs the prophets, his servants. So our, our sister, Ophelia. Ophelia in Singapore, if she is on the line, maybe if she is not on the line, she is. I am here by lifting her. What is she singing? She just needs to fight her with the police. Okay, okay. Uh, there is nothing, as I, I sang, that there is nothing the Lord cannot do. Have you a problem with the police as a result of the works of Satan? as a result of the enemy. But when you call upon the Lord, the Bible says in, 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 in Psalms 24, 1, it said the Lord, it said the, the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. So whoever is dwelling upon the face of the earth, this year the Bible declares, no, the Spirit of God declares, that I have given you this year a year of dominion Amen. and a year of multiplication. So is there any problem that is havoking and troubling anyone? Listen to what Papa is saying, that this year is a year of dominion. We are dominating every other power. We are dominating any other problem. We are coming above our problems. Why? Because the spirit of dominion has been released to the church. And therefore, at this hour, Declare that let whoever is hearing my voice take all to the Lord in sincere prayer. And as well, my son has just given me this name, Ophelia. Ophelia in Singapore. Sister Ophelia in Singapore, I'm lifting you to the Lord now. I don't know what you are passing through, but you are in Singapore. Singapore is not unknown to God. Singapore is not far from God. Because the God himself, he is omniscient. He can get to anywhere. He is a spirit. I am lifting you now to the Lord. Father in heaven, by the reason and by the knowledge that all who are created by you, and they that you have called, they that their names are in the book of life in heaven, Father, I am asking heaven in the name of Jesus to dispatch 
the angels on assignment to go to Singapore and meet Sister Ophelia at the point of her need. What does she want? What does she want? You know, Lord, turn the heart of anyone who wants to be against her. Turn the hearts of the king to favor her. Because the Bible declares, it said the heart of the king is in the hands of the Lord. And he will let the eat. He will let the heart like the cause of a river. You know, a river does not go straight. So the Lord will will the heart of anyone who is a king in your life to favor you. The demons of that land, I come against you in the name of Jesus. And I declare that you will not frustrate a daughter of Zion. I bind all your works in her life. I cast you out from her way. And I release the favor of God. As I envelop her, I envelop her now with the piquezo of the Lord, which is the covering of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. I ask angels on assignment to go. Why did they call you Papa Moses? She wants to know in Singapore. Uh, okay, that is my nickname. I am Reverend Evangelist Takuayuk Moses, but because of an elder, I am an elder. I'm a senior. So Papa is my nickname. It's, it's, you can, I can call Timothy. I can call Paul Timothy. So they call me Papa as an elder. It's an honor to an elder. And, um, that is. Are you okay now? She want to text her about fifteen seconds. She'll respond. Oh, okay. So that is that. I am called Papa by reason. It's a nickname. It's an honor. It's an honor. Okay. Thank you. Now that is that, my dear. I studied in Singapore. I was in Singapore in Hagai Institute in two thousand and one, and I was I was doing leadership in Singapore. I did leadership in Hagai Institute in Singapore. In 2001, I know it's a very beautiful city, small city, with 4 million people. And if you are there, hold the Lord firm, and the Lord will be by you. May this exhortation this day give you the ability to overcome every problem of yours. I pray this in Jesus' name. If you have any question, send it to Paul. Okay, I can see you. Multiplication of, okay. Okay, if those are your needs. Multiplication of money. Okay. Father, I ask that let there be a multiplication in her prosperity. You are said in your word. You say, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper. Be in health as you are so prosperous. And Lord, Joshua said, I, he, Joshua, he said, I'll meditate in this word day by night. That's Joshua 1.8. And in it, I'll have good success. And now, good success has been accorded to you. You do your best to meditate in the word of God day by day with a garment of righteousness. Nothing shall be impossible with you. Yes, and you can hear me very well. So that is the message this day. And for you to have financial prosperity, financial prosperity is a, a physical life. Be a tither, be a giver, be a sower, you will always have. Because if you don't sow, you cannot reap. If you don't give, you cannot receive. That's why 
the watch scripture that my son has always used from when I know him is Luke 6, 38. It said, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. Then shall men, not animals, then shall men give to your bosom. So if you want to prosper, and the Bible says, so whatever you lay your hands to do, let God be at the center of it. What does that mean? It simply means that whenever you are blessed, no matter how small, remove the accursed part, 10%. Use your 90%. Remove the accursed part and bring it to the altar of the Lord. It becomes what? An accursed part that the Lord takes and you are free, and the windows of heaven will be opened upon you, and they will pour upon you the blessings of the Lord. Do you know that they that don't tie, they lock the windows of heaven. And do you know the windows of heaven, the keys are in your hands and my hands. The keys are not inside. The keys are outside. When you open it by your tithing, the blessings will pour to you here on earth. Because the storehouse, hallelujah. Okay. And I thank God for curses. Because curses can block our prosperity. Curses can block our prosperity. Family curses, ancestral curses, soul ties, unconfessed sins, unrepented sins, curses of any nature. So here I am declaring that by the reason of your salvation, the curses that come from either side, from your mother's side, from your father's side, from soul ties, from evil communication, by the reason of the anointing, I declare those curses null and void. I wash you with the blood of Jesus. I wash you with his soul. From this day, be blessed, be washed, be cleansed, be sanctified in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you. I thank you, O Heavenly Father, for your daughter. That if it is she alone this evening that I'm talking to, the Bible declares when one knows the truth, when one sinner is delivered, when one ship is found, there will be joy in heaven. Lord, I thank you for her life. I thank you for this radio work. Father, let it prosper from one stage to another, from glory to glory, and let the name of the Lord be exalted. Thank you, Daddy. It is well with all in Jesus' name. Amen. Good night. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, um, while we continue in the broadcast tonight, we definitely want to thank Papa. Um, I'm going to bless y'all with a song here, so Listen to this, and then we'll circle back around with Sean in a minute. The place where he comes 
619-638-8458. Um, I was actually got distracted. I was reading the chat room. Uh, I guess uh, guest 333 uh, was saying that she needed, um, I guess she was looking for financials or needed finances. Um, Father, bless her in your name. Lord, cause her to hear your voice, Father. Move her heart, Lord, and give her a desire, Father. Change her desires, Father. Fill it with fire, Lord. Cause her to seek your face, Father. Cause her to hear your voice, Lord. Cause her to turn her eyes towards you, Lord. Off of man and onto you, Lord. Reveal to her the desires of your heart, God. Father, reveal to her the desires of your heart. Reveal to her your ways, your truth, Jesus. Jesus, you said you are the way. Let her walk in you today, Father. Your word declares that you are our exceeding great reward, Father. Reveal to her that you are all-sufficient, Father. That every need is met in you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. You know, you know the only thing that we really uh, there's a um, pro, I think it's a proverb. It says, um, it may it's in either in Proverbs and, or in Psalms. It says, um, is a prayer that says, "Ask the Lord to not give." Not to give you too much, too, too little that you still, and not to give you too much that you become prideful, but just to give you what you need. You know, uh, you know. A lot of times we look for the um, for the extra, and that we can provide for things later on, when really all we need is to trust in the Lord to provide for us right now. Uh, let the Lord. Be Jehovah Jireh and provide for us with what we need right now, and then later on let Him provide later on when He will. Like the um, story about the manna from heaven, um, where the where the Lord told the children of Israel not to gather up any extra, because if they did, they wouldn't have really needed to trust Him the next day. But I think the Lord wants us to get into a habit and make it a lifestyle of living in a in a trusting um how do you put it to live a lifestyle of actually trusting him for everything um where we depend on him and rely on him for everything not just our finances not just for the things we need but just for our lives in general um we were talking earlier about being sensitive um, to listening to the voice of God. Um, you know, Jesus, I mean, the psalm says, um, the Lord is my shepherd. You, where is that at? I don't remember off the top of my head. Psalm, psalm 23. Psalms 23. You know what? Let me turn there real fast. I shall Lord not want. Shall not want for anything because he is your shepherd. Amen. He makes me. I love that. This I love this. He makes me 
lie down in green pastures. You know, uh, like with Abraham, he constantly reminded Abraham that he was going to bless him. The Father is always wanting to bless you, always wanting to move you into a place where he can bless you and reveal himself in your life. It says he leads you, leads me, leads you beside the still waters, leads you into a place of security, leads you into a place of safety, leads you into a place of peace. He restores your soul. Like the other scripture that says that those that wait on the Lord will renew their strength. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. You know, the funny thing about these couple of verses here is it doesn't say at all that we're going to find it on our own. It doesn't say that we're going to go search for it and find it, but it says that he'll lead you. And Ophelia and for all you, everybody else out there, if you're just willing to um, let him lead you, and start listening for his voice and start watching and start uh, letting him lead the way in your life and instead of trying to um, figure it all out or trying to make it all happen or make it all work just to step back and let the Lord have control over your life it says yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death you know everywhere we go there's always going to be Everywhere you go in the world, the world is full of death. You can't be in the world and not see death all around, but we're not we're not of the world. Jesus said he called us out of the world. Um, it says, and if anybody is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So even though you walk and all around you the world is filled with death, it says, I will fear no evil. It says... In the New Testament it says, For he has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And then it says, the same thing it said, and he said to Joshua, when he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, it says, For you are with me. You know, it doesn't matter what's going on in your life. It doesn't matter what you're struggling with. It doesn't matter what problem there is. It really, whatever it is, it's, it's irrelevant. Because the scripture says he is with us. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You know, even the enemy could be camping all about you, trying to destroy you, but the Lord will prepare a table of blessing. And provide for you even in the midst of your enemy. You anoint my head with oil. You know, I love that one right there, Paul, the anoint my head with oil. I heard Jesse DePlanet say this. Um, if you look at this psalm in the eyes of a shepherd who's tending their, their flock, what a shepherd will do is a shepherd will get a vat of oil. And he'll take this vat of oil, and we know that in the scripture the oil symbolizes the anointing and the Holy Spirit. And he'll take a vat of oil and he'll pour it on top of the heads of the sheep. Because what it will do will prevent the bugs from getting to him. And it will repel the insects. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Like Jesus said, whoever drinks... Of the water that he shall give will never thirst. It says that in um, John uh, 
chapter 4, he said, But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst, but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water, springing up into everlasting life. And then it says, Surely, you know, we all need to do this. This is something we all need to do. Papa Moses was saying how, was talking about negativity. We all need to wake up every morning and constantly throughout the day say, Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me. The Bible says that there's death and life in the power of the tongue. And we need to stop speaking curses on ourselves and start declaring not what the world would say or not, and stop declaring and repeating what the enemy would say, the accuser, but start repeating and start believing what the Word of God declares about our lives and say that surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell. Huh. What was it that... Um, David said, one thing I have desired, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord. And it says, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. It's an amazing, amazing, amazing um, passage right there. Um, guess 333, um, it's more of an analogy that um, the anointing, Will repel the enemy The Holy Spirit It says when the enemy comes in like a flood The Spirit will The Spirit will raise up a standard Against him And it says the anointing will break the yoke of bondage um, You know what let's do this Paul Let's um, Let's put some worship on real fast and um, if that's okay, our for all you out there, our call in number six one nine six three eight eight four five eight. If you need prayer, give us a call, and we will be right back.
How good he is, where you're at, just lift it up. Thank you, God. We celebrate you tonight. nor reap, 
nor do they gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not Ophelia? Are you not everyone listening of more value than they? Which one of you, by worrying, can add one cubit, one inch, one foot to your stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither work nor spin. And yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all of these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things shall be added unto you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own troubles. You know, um, the Bible says to walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. It says to set your mind on the things of the spirit. And I'm going to read um, a, one of the Psalms real fast. Um and hopefully I can get through it all before the end of the show. But you know what? It sort of goes along, I think, a little bit somewhat with our theme of this of tonight, um, some of what Papa Moses was talking about as far as um, not walking in sin and walking in righteousness. It says in Psalms 37, Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity, for they shall be cut down like the grass, and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord, and do good. Dwell in the land, and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. I'm going to read that again. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light, and your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Cease from anger, and forsake wrath. Do not worry, it can only cause harm. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall be no more. Indeed, you will look carefully for his place, but it shall be no more. But the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. The wicked plots against the just, and gnashes at him with his teeth. The Lord laughs at him, for he sees that his day is coming. The wicked have drawn the sword, and they have bent their bow, to cast down the poor and needy, to slay those who are of upright conduct. Their sword shall enter their own hearts, and their bows shall be broken. A little 
that a righteous man has is better than the riches of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord will uphold the righteous. The Lord knows the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time, and in the days of famine they shall be satisfied. But the wicked shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord, like the splendor of the meadows, shall vanish. Into smoke they shall vanish away. The wicked borrows and does not repay, but the righteous shows mercy and gives. For those blessed by him shall inherit the earth, but those cursed by him shall be cut off. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not utterly be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. I have been young and now I'm old, yet I have not I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging for bread. He is ever merciful and lends, and his descendants are blessed. Depart from evil and do good, and dwell forevermore. For the Lord loves justice, and does not forsake his saints. They are preserved forever, but the descendants of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell in it forever. The mouth of the righteous speaks wisdom, and his tongue talks of justice. The law of God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. The wicked watches the righteous and seeks to slay him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand, nor condemn him when he is judged. Wait on the Lord and keep his way. And he shall exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, you shall see it. I have seen the wicked in great power, and spreading himself like a native green tree. Yet he passed away, and behold, he was no more. Indeed, I sought him, but he could not be found. Mark the blameless man, and observe the upright. For the future of that man is peace. But the transgressors shall be destroyed together. The future of the wicked shall be cut off. But the salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. You know, Ophelia and everybody else listening, um, something I was saying to Ophelia is that it's not your job to worry. It's not your job to fret. It's not your job to be scared. Because the Bible says he has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. It's your job to trust in the Lord. And it's his job to provide. It's your job to wait upon him. And that's it. Be obedient. Be faithful to the Lord. And I'm being asked, okay, you want me to put it down? I'm not sure what that means. Um, you know, it's like the um, psalm said, I've been young and now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken or a seed begging for bread. You know, I can tell you in the last 20 years or so of my life, I couldn't count 
the number of times I've seen the Lord provide for people, the number of times the Lord has proven himself to be faithful to his word. Place your trust in the Lord. Put your trust completely and solely in him. Don't trust in man. Trust in God. We trust him for the salvation of our souls. Trust him with everything else. Trust him with your life. Give him everything. It's like the tithe and the offering. You need to be obedient. And if the Bible says to tithe, you need to be a tither because that's what the Bible says. That's what God said, so you need to be obedient. But in the same way as a tithe, we need to start tithing ourselves to the Lord. Because everything we have belongs to him. The Lord asked for, like with the tithe, the Lord asked for 10%, but the Bible says to present yourselves as living sacrifices to the Lord. It says we were buried we were buried with Christ Jesus and were raised in newness of life. It says the body of sin was done away with, crucified on the cross of Calvary. And it says that we were bought with a price. Our lives don't belong to us anymore. They belong to him. And so we need to start releasing those areas in our lives that we've held back for ourselves and give them to the Lord because they belong to him. We need to start giving him everything. You know, we usually say, we, we sing songs like, um, you're all I want, you're all I need. Well, we need to start acting like it. We need to start making the effort. You know, like they were saying earlier in the broadcast, Paul was saying, and it's true. And I'll give you, um, one of my mentors said this once, um, the Bible says that God is a consuming fire. And you can have as much as the Lord as you want. You can be as close to the Lord as you want. But it's not going to come easy. Because the closer you get to him, the more the sin's going to burn off. The more the desires of the world are going to burn off. The more the things and the love of the world will burn off. And if you don't want to lose the desires of the world, then you just have to stay a little bit farther away from God. But for those of you who want to get closer to him, he said, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. Lay your heart open before the Lord. I mean, the scripture says, search me, O God. Try me and know my thoughts. See if there be any wicked way in me and lead me into the way everlasting. Give the Lord everything you have. Every minute, every breath, give it to him. And just watch and see how the Lord moves into your life and how he'll move through your life. And he'll cause you to be a blessing to those around you. This is Prayer International Radio. I wanted to, um, we only have two minutes left. I wanted to thank Papa Moses once again for being here tonight. Um, from Cameroon, Africa, uh, an anointed, anointed man of God. Um, and um, for me and uh, Paul Pensor, um, we'll continue having you in our prayers. We'll be back again tomorrow night at um, 10 p.m. So until then, if you need prayer, email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com.